Mike Molina. Andy Brad Bernard. Tevin Pittman. What do you got today? Like 10 minutes? No, I'll be here all three hours a day. No. Three hours? Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, he's got really nothing strings. to do. I pull. I so pull bored. Here, hey, let, me pretend, let me pretend you're a guy in my neighborhood. What, did you get fired? <laughs> Not yet. We will be right back. Kick off the news next Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirt and gritty. Oh, come on. It's been nice for two days. Honestly, only Minnesota would bitch about the heat two days into May weather. It was 85 on Saturday, which was kind of shocking. It's not normal for May. Ah, we'll be fine. Don't worry about a thing. But beautiful today. Oh, my God. It is indeed. Gorgeous out today. It is indeed. I see Charlie Rose got nailed with another bunch of accusations and... Do you think there'll be a public figure alive who will not be accused of harassment? Because uh, mm, you don't have to prove it. You yeah. just have to say you, they did it. And yeah, any sociopath <clears throat> can ruin someone's life if they want to. It's really great. Well, it's really, nice. it's got to die down. It's you know the pendulum always so. swings you know too far that way, and then you know somehow it ends up sort of in the middle again. And just mm. you know. Just how it works. It is how it works. Just so hope you don't get caught up on the pendulum swing. <laughs> but here's the part that I don't understand. How is it okay to mess with everybody's like husband or wife and children, and you're affecting all of them too? And I, look, I mean, if, if if the man or the woman was way over the top and you know it was really you know grabbing people's body parts and certainly right. 
certain people's cases of rape and forced sex and all that whole deal. Yeah, the reason why it's scary, the whole thing is scary to me is I'm sure that a lot of these guys did it. I mean, it sounds like a lot of these guys did, especially these Hollywood guys. It does sound like oh, they yeah, for I sure the are guilty thing, yeah. because most of them are like, yeah. <laughs> I did it. Tap right. it out. You know, whatever. It's but, true. I mean, I've had a couple of crazy people so come after me for oh, just yeah. psychotic, crazy accusations. I mean, like, what the Oh, that's heck? right. That one woman said that you were a robber. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> Catherine wore a Stealing mask. things from her house. Unbelievable. Her or his house. Yeah, there are yeah. some pretty... Yeah, so, I mean, you know, if you've been, like, victimized that way, you know that there are a lot of people out it's there true. that are pretty psycho, and they'll go after you for whatever. My favorite thing about that is the person that accused Catherine of stealing from uh, them. I'm not going to say anything, so I identify anybody. Uh, the accused Catherine of stealing from her. Was the same person who hired frogmen, scuba divers. Um, enough. Oh, God, come on. It was <laughs> a fun story. Moving on. It's true. Last thing I want is that to resurface. <laughs> Oil prices just busted through the $70 mark as the world awaits President Trump's decision on Iranian sanctions. The price on bench of benchmark U.S. crude rose 74 cents to 70.46 a barrel, the first time since 2014 the cost has exceeded 70 bucks. The development, which is expected to result in higher gas prices, comes as analysts await Trump's May 12th decision on whether to reimpose sanctions on Iran over the 2015 nuclear deal he sees as a failure. He sees as a failure. Who doesn't see that as a failure? I don't know. Uh, if the U.S. withdraws from the deal, analysts expect Iranian oil exports to fall. Also hitting oil prices uh, was a worsening economic crisis in Venezuela. How can they have an economic crisis in Venezuela when they got more oil than Carter's got little liver Because pills? There's an older politicians one. steal it all. Yeah. That's why. They do. There's nothing new about this. Catherine, you were just talking about a bunch of... Uh, Silicon Valley people in their 30s are retiring because it's not worth working anymore because taxes are too high in California. I think that's why I was asking Andy to. Unbelievable. A friend of mine, Lindsay, I said she sent me the article, but I didn't see it on my email. I think I I found what you're talking about. Okay. The millennial generation, young adults ages 22 to 37, are often criticized as irresponsible, like not saving enough for homes because they're buying expensive avocado toast. This assertion. <laughs> well, it, is it not true? Devin, I know. I saw, avocado av- I saw avocado toast. Avocado toast. It was $9.50 at a Gross. restaurant. I'm like, it's a quarter of an avocado and some salt and pepper. Right, and a piece exactly. of toast. And a piece of toast is $9.50. $9. I heard that Tevin's in Hawk to the bad waitress for 100 grand. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Breakfast. Have you had the omelets there? <laughs> I heard they're phenomenal. We drove so by good. there the other day. We went to the Red Stag and had lunch or oh, dinner. So no, we, we went for dinner. dinner. And I'm like, we've so got to get over here. But we never go out for breakfast. Like, hardly ever. Well, yeah. we're not available. Is it breakfast 24 hours a day or do they have other food? I have food? no idea. I've never been there outside of breakfast? the breakfast oh. before coming here for the House of Comedy. So oh, I heard right. it's good. That's what I've heard. What's so great about their omelets? What do they oh, have in there? Oh, a sweet pig omelet that's like arugula, prosciutto, and apples. So you get the salty, the sweet. Mm, and it's, that's different. It's, yeah, it's different, but it's delicious. That sounds really good. Sounds really? like something Tom would never touch. He hates mm-hmm. arugula with all his arugula. heart and soul. I think that's what's in it. I love arugula. Sure. You know. 
Arugula. You should like it because you can say it with an Italian accent. Arugula. No, it's not not an Italian accent word. Uh, This assertion, which riled quite a few marketplace staffers, has been pretty thoroughly debunked. Earlier this year, the National Institute on Retirement Security reported a startling statistic. Two-thirds of millennials have no retirement savings, and those who are saving aren't saving enough. But there's a sector of the population defying that trend, people belonging to the FIRE movement. It stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. The principle of it is that if you plan your life in a certain way, you can exit the rat race 20 to 30 to 40 years ahead of time, said that Joy Shan. a little... Extreme? Yeah. She wrote about the movement and its adherents in uh, Silicon Valley for California Sunday Magazine and ran through the basic tenets for us. Keywords, geo-arbitrage, excuse me, intern lifestyle investments and cryptocurrency. There's a spectrum of financial goals in the FIRE community. There is lean fire, which are people who want to retire with $300,000 in investments. You, Good luck getting yeah. by on that. You <laughs> cannot retire with that. Are they no. going to live in a tiny house the rest of their lives? Yeah, I'm part of the I-need-to-pay-my-rent community. Yeah, movement. Really? Yeah. Yes, that would be good. This group plans to do what they call geo-arbitrage, which is to move, say, Latin to, to Latin America or somewhere in Asia oh, where the dollar has go. a lot of power. There we go. And they plan to live frugally. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's what's called fat fire. And un, uh, and usually it's higher income professionals like surgeons or senior software engineers who live like interns for the duration of their career. And then they can enjoy the ca- uh, cushier lifestyles, more upper middle class, comfortable lifestyles once they retire. Saving money isn't all there is to it, though. The people Shan interviewed are mostly tech workers in Silicon Valley who are savvy about investments, make a lot of money. Active saving or, you know, t- taking a bus instead of an Uber Saving those few dollars, it can't really get you anywhere if you're making below a certain income. All the people I met, really, uh, they rely on passive income streams, investing. Some of them are trying to get into real estate. Cryptocurrency. How many people are going to get taken deep on cryptocurrency? Yeah, Yeah, you never even hear about it anymore. Well, no, that's because it crashed horribly and everyone just suddenly stopped. So why would anybody rely on it? I don't think anybody with half a brain will. Yeah, not a lot of people do because it's so volatile. It, it, it very volatile. went way up at one point, and everyone was talking about how it's the future, but then it crashed really, really yeah, badly. Did, but I wonder if they're going to do like a, you know, one of those Ponzi schemes with that kind of well, thing, probably. where you, you you start a cryptocurrency, everybody buys in, the, the people that got in in the first place sell high, get out, and everybody else gets burned. Well, the Pretty person who invented the cryptocurrency uh, owns, like, hundreds of thousands of bitcoins. So at any point, he could just become a billionaire, make the currency worthless, and, you know. Which is what CEOs do. That's exactly it? what he will yeah, do true. one day. And That's then, exactly what he will do one day, you're right. So corporate America does, right? In fact, he's probably already, you know, just selling off his bitcoins, and that's probably why, partly why the crash happened, is he sold yeah. off a ton of his coins. Probably. Uh, retire early, keywords decline, calculations and planning. What makes FIRE movement members different from millions of others who save for retirement? Shan said it's all about the way they see their retirement goal, a deadline they've given themselves to save a specific, calculated amount of money. Usually that's not an arbitrary number. There's calculation that backs that up, and you have a savings goal. And then suddenly every sort of opportunity that arises to spend money, like going on a vacation with their friends or buy an expensive pair of boots, the question becomes, would it be worth putting off my deadline? Like, would it be worth working for another month or another six months or another year? And I think that way... 
that the, that that way of uh, understanding money, I think a lot of us had that subconsciously, but it's not articulated as clearly as it is for some of these people. Tech workers in Silicon Valley may be uniquely suited for Fire's lifestyle. You have these people whose jobs are to build systems and optimize systems for a living, and I think that a lot of the work that it takes to uh, hack your your finances to retire early just has to do with a lot of planning, a lot of calculating. It's people who really derive a lot of joy and stimulation from that. Well, I mean, I could not sit around and do nothing for the rest of my life once I turn 35 or 40. I, there's no way I could have Yeah, done but that. you can do, like, other stuff. You don't. You just don't invest your like, own money in anything, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I, I think that the lesson that maybe millennials learn from this economic crisis that we've been mm-hmm. in for so very long is to live below your means. Right. I mean, way below your mm-hmm. means if you can. Because the government can just all of a sudden make any sort of policy about housing and just take, take your equity, take everything you've got. I mean, it happened. It, it happened. Did happen. to t- it absolutely yeah, happened. Hundreds of thousands of people. Of big, big banks, Wall yeah. Street and the federal government screwed people out of billions of dollars. Billions of dollars, and you can't count on um, you can't count on pensions. No. I mean, it's like, you know, you're, it's everybody for themselves now. I mean, it, it, you have to live that way. It is terrible. There's no doubt about it. A Missouri Air National Guard member died in a highway median Saturday after what police suspect was a road rage incident that took a deadly turn. Um, reports KMBC. ABC News reports Cody Harter, variously identified as 23 and 24, was headed home to St. Joseph, Missouri around 7.30 p.m. when witnesses say he and another vehicle pulled over to a median where I-470 and MO-291 merged. Lee Summit Police say those witnesses believe the two drivers had an issue at that merging point, stopped their vehicles, got out to exchange words. Harder was then stabbed in the chest, allegedly by that motorist, who then continued on I-40. Mom Carrie Harder says her son had been uh, to war and back, serving tours in Iraq and Qatar as well as some time spent in Houston and Puerto Rico after hurricane struck there, to die because someone was angry, she said, not oh finishing the God. sentence. My son drove 65 miles per hour uh, because he was so frugal with gas mileage, she added, speculating the incident arose because her son wasn't driving fast enough. The Kansas City Star reports he was in Lee's, uh, the Lee's Summit area to replace a mower that went out on him. Harder was one semester out from getting his degree in technical engineering oh from Missouri Western State University. So tragic. Ran a lawn mowing business on the side. He called his mom on the way home and said, I love you. I'll be home in just a bit, oh. says Dad. Mike Harder, the family is pleading for witnesses to come forward, as are police who have not yet released a description of the suspect in the vehicle. Um, Never get out of your car no, don't get and out have of your an car. altercation on the yeah, side no. of the road because if, you know. The other person is most likely psychotic. Yep. Well, what yeah. you do is you pull over, and then when they get out of their car, you just run away. <laughs> <laughs> pull over and then just shoot them from inside. I have, had, car. I have had Stab two very scary uh, incidences on the road where this one guy, I merged onto Highway 100, and I don't know, I, I, I must have cut him off because he lost his mind. I didn't see him. I had no idea he was there. He did the whole speed in front of me, get in front of me, slam on his brakes thing about 15 times. Oh, God. I mean, I was like, what is up with this guy? So then I got off on 394, and he 
Quick follows me on 394, and then I was getting off on 169. He got in front of me on one, the 169 exit and stopped his car. Jesus. And, mm. and I mean, I, was, I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, I couldn't back up. The into, I was. I was on. I was on. And they did go and find him. I like, I, I'm like, I'm probably going to be dead in about five minutes. This guy's going to come <laughs> and kill me right now. Here's his license plate number. Here's his car. He's going to kill me. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, seriously. He's like terrorizing me. I mean, that was really yeah. scary. And he finally just went away. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, I was just petrified. I'm still scared just talking about it. One of my favorite stories of all time. How crazy do you have to be? Andy Fisher, my old old friend Andy's named after Andy Fisher, as a matter of fact. Tough guy. He's a very tough guy. But he's only probably about 5'9 and weighs about 160 pounds. He's not a big guy, but he's tougher than hell, right? So he's driving down the road, and this guy cuts him off. So Fisher lays on his horn, pulls up next to him, gives the guy the finger, the whole deal. Pull over, I'll oh, kick your ass, no. right? Why? So Andy pulls over. The guy pulls over. Why? The guy gets out of his car and keeps getting out of his car. The guy's like 6'6", six, six, about 280, <laughs> solid muscle. Oh, great. And he walks so over Hulk, and goes. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, exactly. The Rock jumps out of the, the car. Rock. So, so the guy walks over to Andy and points him, pokes him in the chest. He goes, what the F do you want? <laughs> and I, I said, well, what'd you do? And Andy goes, I just started crying. That's <laughs> 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 all I could do. I just burst into tears. I knew I was dead. <laughs> the guy just, don't ever pull anybody over again. Got back. The guy didn't touch him. Other than poking him in the chest, he just said, just stop doing that stuff. That's We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Lamb Mental will join us right after this. I do believe Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855 554 2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Alex joins us, as a matter of fact. 
with the most Hello. hippie drinking cup I've ever seen in my life. What are you, what oh are you referring God, to? That. Is that a plastic straw? It is, but it's reusable. Oh, it's a reusable plastic yeah. straw? Yes. So that makes a difference? A yes. jar with a specialty top and a permanent straw. You know, I did something. These mason jars are... Do you are eat avocado toast as well? All the time. Oh, $9.50? No, I make it myself. <laughs> I did it home. Toast. Like okay. a normal human being. I know. Avocado toast is delicious, it's... but to charge $9.50 for it at restaurants... With a fried egg on there? And I can't sauerkraut? even think of the last time I ate avocado an avocado. Well, you're allergic to them. You can't oh, eat them. So yeah, good. it's been a while. So I don't good. know about that. And sauerkraut. I don't know about that action. Yeah, I, um, I won't identify the place we went, but I was, I, I did something last night I've never done in my entire life. Uh, we went out to a place, and I ordered a chocolate shake, a small chocolate shake. What are you doing? She's got a sharp. I've got, a, I've got a heel poking out. <laughs> oh, your heel's poking out in your stomach. <laughs> but anyway, I ordered a small chocolate shake, and I had like four bites of it, and said, "This tastes like nothing." I have never not finished a shake in my life. Yeah, you before. like malts. Yeah, I like malts. I don't like shakes. Yeah, shakes like have malts. no flavor. Malts I, I mean, are better. It tastes malts like nothing. The malted milk weird. stuff that they stick in there I is better. To know, or tasty. You didn't have to tell me where that. Do you is. dip fries in your in your malt? No. Is that a thing? Now? No, that that's sounds a, gross. That's been a thing for a while. But people do it. Salt, salty and sweet all in one that's bite. A major. Yeah. You're all about the Delicious. salty and sweet, so aren't you? Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to go right to the source now on this, right to the expert. You were just talking about the line from Silicon Valley about the guy's never had pizza in his life. Yeah. Yep. You haven't, you haven't, you've heard that? Yeah. Yeah, we played it. Do I think you, you believe? That Melina's a real white person. <laughs> oh, God. Here I we feel go. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, no. Well, 100 he's years a, ago, they he's didn't. A yeah. He's a moor. <laughs> he's a moor. Never, never, like, not even as a child, like, your parents didn't sneak you a slice of pizza once. <laughs> like, like so that's, that's within the realm of possibility. You just don't remember having a piece of pizza. But to claim that never. Hmm. I've that, never yeah. eaten pizza. My, my stepmother didn't Any believe that Italians were real white people. Birthday party. Yeah. Pizza. There's always, always pizza. pizza around. Always pizza. If you're, yeah. If, if you're, you're a alive, child, there's pizza. There's pizza. <laughs> lamb, lamb. What's lamb, lamb, a ding dong. What's up? Well, can we rewind back to that bumper music? Whose jamming tune was that? That was an awesome. Was, was that Tom Seger. Jones? That was Bob Seger. Yep. Turned 73 yesterday. <laughs> Close. Tom Jones, Bob Seeger. 73? Admirable. Took 11 years off to raise his children. Didn't tour, didn't do anything for 11 years so he could be with his children as they grew up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Great guy. That's yeah. risky. You never know if you can make a comeback. Mm. Well, he didn't. He failed miserably. But... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, that's Stupid kids. Why did I stay home Why with did them? I stay anywhere near my children? It was horrible. Ruined my life. Now, so, is he going to go back on tour? Because didn't yes. he have a medical deal or something? Yes, he did. He did indeed, but he is going to go back on tour. Oh, great. From all we've come to understand, he said he's going to go back on tour, which is a good thing. Bob Seger does a great show. He busted up a fight between, uh, between his road manager and me one time about 1978. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> It was a guy's the road manager's fault. Oh yeah. I'm at the Met Center <laughs> back in the old days. Takes two to fight, sweetie. <laughs> so this guy was, you know, he's he, he was a he's not the manager. He was a road manager. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Road managers could be on my 600 pound life usually. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? 
No, I'm just saying. So I'm backstage, and guy comes in and goes, what are you doing back here? I said, I work at Capitol Records. I'm the regional Capitol Records rep. Well, I, I, let me ask you again. What are you doing back here? I said, once you settle down, meatloaf, <laughs> that didn't go over too big. He actually was a little heavier than meatloaf, too. Maybe that's why he was upset. He didn't, I didn't give him full credit for the lard right. ass that he had. <laughs> wow. But we start arguing, and all of a sudden, Seeger comes out of his dressing room and goes, Well, you two knock it off. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Let me guess the real, the guy's real name was Tiny or something. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. It was, yeah, he was a tiny all the way. <laughs> No question. You know, speaking of meatloaf, I mean, meatloaf was always bigger. And, you know, it's interesting because the man was a, a, a demon on stage, you know. Yes. But I, I caught, um, and it was completely fascinating, but it was a while ago, Dan Rather's interview with him. Oh, yeah. God, is that, I, I have to tell you, man, that that's some great stuff, those Dan Rather interviews with yeah, he's good. classic rockers. He's a good interviewer, yep. He oh, is. man. But, yeah, that was, if you, I don't know how you would find it. Maybe you could just YouTube it. But what a great interview with Meatloaf. I, I love yeah. that stuff. And I don't even know if he's touring anymore or not himself. But Meatloaf a day. Yep, Marvin Lee. Marvin but he, Lee. But didn't he change his name to Meatloaf officially? He did, yes. His, his name is Meatloaf a day. Hmm. <laughs> Why not just leave it as it is? <laughs> Marvin Lee a day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Marvin Lee a day became Meatloaf a day. But it sounds like you're going to eat an entire meatloaf yeah, every day. There are many individual meatloafs, so maybe he does. Let's get all the meatloafs we can. So, Timmy, yes. Catherine and I celebrated Cinco de Mayo on Saturday by going to see Overboard. With... Which we didn't even know was, had a lot of Hispanic themes. Don't say that. We were honoring the Mexican <laughs> people. It was, an, it was, it was a happy coincidence. Unintentional <laughs> celebration. Let me, let me put it this way. Catherine and I honored the Mexican people by we going did? to that movie and a dinner at Zantigo. Ah, much oh. more than the two guys that opened fire over in St. Paul at the Cinco de Mayo now, celebration. Was that in your oh, neighborhood, Yep, I heard them. I heard you heard it? I was, like, I was like, oh, oh hey. <laughs> hey, here we go. There's a surprise. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah you know, Cinco it's funny because that movie opened last week, but it didn't screen for critics. So I I just thought it was going to, you know, go right down the tubes. But it was second place, I believe. You know, it was second place. It opened yeah. fairly it, decent it, considering bad. its yeah. competition. Yeah, we were just like, oh, let's just let's go see it. Even if it's stupid, at least it's a comedy, blah, blah. You know, we are just like, let's just go see it. And I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, yep. it wasn't a great movie. It had a really sweet ending, which is good. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was well done. I mean, it was kind of like an old-fashioned comedy. It was, yeah. Like yep. rom-com I've sort of thing. I've never even heard of it. Overboard. It was Kurt Russell and uh, yeah, they, yeah, Goldie Yeah, it's a remake, Hawn. which I didn't know that mm. there was an original one. And this well, one it is, uh, beat the hell out of Tully, that's for sure. It did beat the hell out of Tully. Yeah, a lot more it, theaters. Though. About like Tully, five times. Tully. No, not that many more theaters. Really? Tully, um, the per theater for Overboard was 9,000, but for Tully it was like 2,300. Wow. Yeah, there are a lot of people yeah. boycotting Tully. People are well, ripping. Of course. The, why? Because um, there are two parts of it that are... I mean, I, if I talked about them, they'd be spoilers, but they're not. I don't open. think anyone here really cares. Nobody cares? Okay. Well, well, if, you don't if you don't want to run some by of people. Because, I mean, people might want to go see it because. Yeah, well, you know, there is there is a very interesting twist in it that I didn't see coming. Well, um, because for the longest it. time in the film, you're wondering, where the hell is this thing going? 
Right. Because it just didn't seem all that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Even though you have talented people involved, don't get me wrong, it's just like, okay, you've you, you got to believe it's going somewhere. And it does, and it's like, whoa, that's, that's an interesting twist. So did you like it? I, I, you know, I did. I didn't think it was a great movie. I mean, look, uh, uh, Jason Reitman, and um, he directed it, and um, Diablo Cody, who oh, spent yeah. quite a bit of time in Minnesota, and yep. Will Juno, and uh, Young Adult, starring Charlize, um, also set in Minnesota. You know, she's a fabulous screenwriter. You know, and, and, and Reitman's a decent filmmaker, but again, it, it brings you this premise where it seems like, okay, so she gifts her this, the, the brother of Tully, played by Charlize, uh, gifts her uh, overnight nanny so she can get her sanity back. And uh, so this young person helps her reconnect with her life, and again, it's like, all right, this is interesting but where's it going and it goes somewhere again like i say i didn't expect it to i'm, I'm quite surprised honestly that it even opened um, oh. the first weekend of may considering that you know overboard that seems to make a little more sense because you see romantic comedies in the summertime but you certainly don't see you know these dramedies that really takes on a serious theme uh, at this point of the year i mean no. it seems to be if you got these people like Charlize and Diablo Cody involved, that they'd put it out in the fall where they could possibly contend for awards. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Their, their counter-programming scheme didn't work, put it that way. Yeah. I can't even tell what the... I just read the plot. I can't even tell what the controversy would be. So basically, what from there are a lot of people... I am close with a lot of people in, like the birth world and like postpartum birth world the mama birth world, world. Yeah. so it's like <laughs> crazy moms <laughs> crazy moms crazy moms like, no, like crazy I, have lot moms. Of, I have a lot of friends I have friends who are doulas they're like mm-hmm. birth people and like people that do the like, birth industry yeah, yeah the birth industry but I guess Tully Tully deals with um, Charlize Theron's character and her postpartum issues that she's going oh, through. Okay. Right. And everybody was very excited. All of my birthy friends oh, were like, you. oh my gosh, finally something that's showing, you know, like postpartum depression and like maybe this will create more open dialect about it and people won't think, feel like they're so alone and I blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but they apparently do a very poor job. Well, and oh. they, it, they treat something that is not normal at all and should be oh, like heavily yeah. helped. And oh. they're like, that's normal postpartum behavior. Yeah, Trauma. I see what you're saying with that, Alex. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to ask you without giving anything away, do they think that whole issue of postpartum depression goes too far? Well, yes. there's a, such a thing yes. as postpartum psychosis, psychosis, and that you need help. Right. Well, because now it's not just postpartum depression; it's postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Oh my God! Because you can no, you can have depression, anxiety. (laughs) I know somebody completely changed after she had a baby. People can have who are you? People can have hallucinations. I mean, people—that's the people that end up, you know, killing their babies or committing suicide. It's because it's a hormonal problem. Yeah. And people. And this isn't a spoiler alert, but it it doesn't go that far. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what's interesting? Charlize, again, for this small movie, she put on 50 pounds to get the look after, you know, a post-baby look. 
Uh, I, I, the, the dedication of this woman is amazing. She did the oh, same thing for Monster. come on. It was an excuse to pig right, out. Say, that's Are easy. you kidding yeah. me? Back up the food it's much better than having to get up and go to the gym and have a lot of protein shakes for a year to get ready for a She's like, hey, eat what you want. And then it took a take the weight off. Well, She's never. She made money. Doesn't she have one adopted child? Yeah. She's never given birth. No idea about her life. Which I think is interesting that they chose someone that's never actually been through the postpartum Stage. I, you know, I, played that. I was convinced. I mean, again, um, you know, she certainly goes all out physically to prepare for a role. She's she's the Robert De Niro of this day and age. I mean, not too many actors yeah. are going to put on 50 pounds for a role. She did and again, that for, for Monster. Small movie that mo- nobody yeah, might Monster. see. You know? yeah, Didn't she do true. that for Monster? She gained weight and... Stuff yeah, yeah. Uglied up. Yeah. Yep. She has two. Uh, oh, she did. She ugglied up for it. She was married to Sean Penn, and then they got divorced, oh, and then she got God. she adopted two kids, I think. Who was married to Sean Penn? Were, were they married? No. I know they were just together. For or a they long. were together. Or they, they were, were like, Oh yeah. They were but they engaged. were together they were for a while. I'm sorry. Anybody really? who would be married yeah. to Madonna, steer clear. What is the attraction of Sean Penn? He's a little tiny prick. I think he's kind of homely too. I mean, he's a little jerk. What do you like and about him? He seems him? like a jerk. Yes. She was like a foot taller than him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the only good part about him is that one guy did a movie trailer for it, uh, for that one movie he was in with Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. At Close Range. At Close Range, yeah. It was the only good part of Sean Penn. That was. was. That, that voiceover. That was it. I know the guy. So technically, Tom, you could say that you worked on a, a project with, with Sean Penn. And Christopher Walken. Yeah. Christopher <laughs> Walken. Exactly. Hey, Tom... Do the read again. <laughs> I just love how he talks. He just breaks his sentences where they're not supposed to be broken. What are you doing? I went downstairs. I Spit it out. Let's go. I mean, come on. I just can't. It's just I need more cowbell every time. Yeah. More, yeah it does it's sound. all that ever right. comes to my mind. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more, more cowbell. That's <laughs> very, very funny. <laughs> that is a very, very funny thing. It, it is. Hilarious. It is a great skit. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, so go see Overboard. It's not, again, it could even be a TV movie, actually. Yeah, well, that's could what be. I said. I said if I saw it on an airplane, I'd be like, great movie. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but we went to like a 5 o'clock show at the West End, and it was like $8 a ticket. Yeah. I was like, so cheap to go to the movies now. It's like, may as well go, even if they... Think. And there were six go. of us in the entire theater. Yeah, six nobody people. Which is that's that's the best way to watch a movie. Oh, I agree. That's Everybody true. shut up. It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. 
This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. I love you. Is that what you want to hear? Is that what you want to hear? Sean Penn, Christopher Walken, like father, like son, like hell. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of that, ladies and gentlemen? Gives me a a tickle in my throat to hear you talk. Like hell. Goosebumps. You can also say you worked with Madonna. Because she has the the hit song off of that. Yeah, she has a hit song. Uh, Live to tell. Live, that's right, live to tell. I forgot about live to tell. Some of those things that pop up once in a while. Another one, oh, FX, that just popped up. Some listener found it and sent it to me. It's more than real. It's FX. I don't know why they always had me talk like this. Come to the know. movie or we'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, it is a little threatening. <laughs> I don't like what that is. It's very threatening. I just want to hear some of your hot mics, like some of your takes. You oh, the God. <laughs> you dumb son. Oh, God. Actually, there is somebody out there that has an entire reel of me railing on people in, in the voice over booth. There's one at one. We'll do it live. That's, we'll that do it. We'll, we'll right. do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> that was uh, Bill O'Reilly, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll do it live. God damn it. I love that. And then Howard Cosell going off on everybody. Yep. Oh, my apartment's being painted. There's nobody uh, here. Did Tim hang up? No, he's here. Oh, the light wasn't on. Casey Kasem, by far. Oh. I was going to say, does it, does it uh, compare to uh, Orson Welles? Oh, Orson's as good as it gets. Oh, the French. <laughs> he's so drunk. Oh, he's so drunk. He can't even talk. Well, I told you the one time that I ran into Orson Welles out in Los Angeles at Buzzies, he was doing a voiceover. I was doing a voiceover. And then later that night, I ran into him over at uh, Malmaison, which is a, I don't even know if it's still in Los Angeles. Is it French? Not. Yeah, it might be French. Chinese. <laughs> There's a reason that Orson weighed about six bills when he died, because I walked in, Orson's eating dinner by himself, and he has not one but two magnums of champagne on the table. God. <laughs> two magnums of champagne for himself. Well, Mom's closed in 1985. Well, so. there you go. So there you go. It's, it's been a while. He ate all the food and Gross. then had to close. <laughs> he put him out of business. <laughs> he ate all. Yeah, because that would have been like 1982. Don't you think that that, what was that, um... Character Fat Bastard. Oh, oh from yeah, bastard. like uh, Michael Myers. Yeah, that was that had awesome to powers. be about him. No, Fat Bastard. No, no it was a there was a Scottish guy. Yeah, Fat Bastard was Scottish. <laughs> oh, <one>. Fat Guy. <laughs> 
I'll have the lot. I'll have the No. That was no. Mr. Creosote. Mr. Creosote. <laughs> That's who you're thinking Sorry. of. Sorry. Right. He was right. definitely. That was... Hey, Tim. Tim, Let's... would you like a mint there or wafer thin? <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, yesterday on Twitter, sorry. he was Orson was was um, um, what do you call it? Trending uh, Orson because it was, was his birthday yesterday. Oh, and Orson. he he was born in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I, I want to know where Kenosha is. Kenosha's that's down by Green Bay, it's right? South of it's south of Madison, um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. That's, I think it's your state. You I thought he was know. born in Appleton. I know, yeah, I know half the state. No, it's like the I kept reading Kenosha. It's like the bottom uh, southeast corner of the state. Yes, downward. One hundred two, take two. Ah, the French champagne. champagne. <laughs> it's always been celebrated for its excellence. <laughs> There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. <laughs> Catherine, do you think if I kept drinking, I'd sound like that now? I don't know how you, you get like I don't know how you get to that point. Oh, and when you're, wouldn't you black out or like you know die or something? No, you because your tolerance level so high. Well, it's because like, there's a young was like, Take two. Let's try this one more time. Like, yeah. yeah, you should have known this isn't going to go well. <laughs> the look on the young couple tomorrow. on the faces of the I young know. couple standing next to him is just great because they have. It's Orson Welles. Oh my god, that would have been so fun to be the director of that. Oh, yeah. I'm seriously heard of it. Now do it in a Scottish accent. Now do it in an Asian accent. It is called Kenosha. Kenosha, yeah. yeah. I would have had a lot of fun yeah. with that. <laughs> Remember when he did the commercials for Martini and Rossi's Aussie Spumante? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a friend, I won't mention his name. Because, well, I'll say his first name, Craig. He was a brilliant writer. Brilliant writer. And he used to like to have a good time and... Uh, he produced. I.e., he was an alcoholic. You <laughs> can't say that. But anyway, he, he, comes, he comes out of the studio. Yeah. I'm in Studio A, and he's in Studio B doing some, I don't know what he's even doing. So I came out to take a break, and he walks out at the same time. He's like, oh, God. I think I, I think I just messed up my account. I think I just lost it, a huge account. I said, why? What would you do? And he goes, well, I misspoke. I said, well, what do you mean you misspoke? What happened? He goes, well, there's this one part of the commercial that she didn't like. She just actually said she really hated it. And what I meant to say was, well, don't worry about it. We'll just fix it in the mix. I said, well, what, what you meant to say, yeah, we'll fix it in the mix. What did you say? And I said, well, I said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato, tomato. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's almost easy the same to, thing. Easy to mix up. Yeah. That's nice. really Simple nice. slip yeah, of she, the tongue. She yeah. might be a little mad at you from that. It's a possibility. You've never met her in your life, so. God, what a story that was. Yeah. So, Tim, what's yes. coming up that, I, that, that Catherine and I should go see? Well, I'm afraid that uh, through the end of the month, uh, there's not a lot mm. because we have, uh, well, well, I guess you like her somewhat, right, uh, Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, I do. I, I yeah, think she's got talent. I like her. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, she she does the body out there, you know, no holds barred, somewhat gross out stuff, yeah. and then once in a while she'll do the St. Vincent stuff. Where that was good. She, yeah, she was good in she that. Was very yeah, good I love her in that, and I'm afraid 
this one, at least by the looks of it, Life of the Party, which oh, I yeah. haven't seen yet, but it's opening on Friday. Basically, it's it's Rodney Dangerfield going back to school. It's back oh, to school. Oh, it's back to school. Okay. You know, she 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 has a, a she's divorced. Uh, I don't know what the husband does, but you know, she flips out and wrecks all his stuff and flipping man. And 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 says, you know what? It's, she's got a daughter in college. She says, well, I'm going to go to college too. And that's pretty much all I know about the oh, film. I haven't yeah. watched any of the trailers or anything. But I, I'm screening that, and that's the film I'll be reviewing this week on KQ. Um, but other than that, we got Deadpool 2 next week, and then the week after that is the um, Han Solo uh, Star Wars story. So I got nothing coming up. Nothing. Yeah, so you don't have anything coming up. Maybe maybe Melissa McCarthy this What's week. What's the new one with uh, Jane Fonda? Oh, yeah, yeah Book that looks Club. Um, Book Club. That yeah. one's opening, I believe, against Deadpool. I want to <laughs> see know? it. So there you go with, with Dad, uh, I don't think you would. counter-programming. No, I, I look good. I, I mean, Cher. Cher makes an appearance in that, Cher? right? You want to watch blonde. a movie about... No. I, I thought it was Lady Gaga, mature, but it's Cher. She's not, mature women well, she's, reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, no thanks. That's what you want to watch? <laughs> she uh, isn't listed. <laughs> she isn't listed? That was no. definitely Cher. That was definitely Cher. You got James it? Fonda. I wouldn't trust um, No, that's Mamma Mia. Oh, man. Diane Keaton. Um, <laughs> Diane Keaton's in it. Oh, Diane Keaton. Mom. Yeah. Yeah, really? Andy Garcia. I saw so many movie trailers, I can't keep track yeah. of who's in what. I love yeah. Andy Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Andy but, Garcia is wonderful. Yeah, I don't know why you would ever want to see that, Dad. You know, that's that's the uh, that's coming Mama up. Yeah, I believe the 18th Mama against Mia. Deadpool. So, oh. well, and I know Mia. you're not going to probably I'd go, go see, see Deadpool too. You know, I don't think there are any people who are going to see both Book Club and Deadpool too. No, yeah. so. it's not the same target market. <laughs> yeah, so open against it all you want. It's not yeah. going to be a problem. I like T.J. Miller though. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, is he very, in Deadpool too? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a bartender. He. He was very impressive in person. I really, really had a oh, good time. Super talking. nice. Guy. Believe really I missed guy. him. No. I know you shouldn't have missed him. Dang I would have liked to see him in the rant. I've got to listen to that podcast. Hour and a half rant. It was. I've got to listen to it. He just wouldn't be quiet for an hour and a half. It was wonderful. But he was a great guy. Really, really good guy. I hope he so, can keep you know. it together. Well, he what's he going to so do far. about this um, bomb? Rets on a train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what gotta, is he going to do about that? He's oh got to get control good. of himself. He's a celebrity. He can do whatever he wants. No, well, no. yeah, but so is some, Kevin. Some, some celebrities, <laughs> they go off the tracks really oh, easily. A woman died during shooting of Deadpool 2. She did? How'd she die? Oh, she was the domino uh, stunt girl. Stunt double, yeah. yeah. Motor- yeah. It was Ooh. a freak accident on a motorcycle. She oh. basically drove a motorcycle down some stairs and then died. Oh, my God. Other than that, though, things went really well on the set. Without a hitch, yeah. Without, yes. Everything was without a hitch other than, other than that part. Dying part. Other than the dying part, don't worry about a thing. Uh, all right, so, we, you know, I do think I want to go see Book Club. Why would you want to because see I that? Because like, I like Jane Fonda. I don't know why I like Jane. Well, I met her one time, and she was really, really pleasant. I don't and everybody think. tells Mom that she looks like Jane Fonda. Hanoi Jane. Hanoi Jane, yeah. exactly. I don't think you would like I it. I don't think you would like it at all. Women in their tell- 60s read Fifty Shades of Grey and re- re- view it as a wake-up call. Chase right. pleasures that have eluded them. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Yeah. And there's a movie behind Dad, a little I, bit. I, I think He's like, Jane Fonda's in uh, it. I'm in. Maybe I'm right. in. This is my new favorite movie. I, mean, I don't know what it's about. How many years ago Fifty Shades of Grey? You think they would have done this sort of thing right away rather than right. wait five years? No, you're absolutely right. Well, yeah. Isn't well, the last was, movie yeah. out 
just came out is coming out or yeah just was or is <laughs> i don't know oh. eventually going to be in theaters shade, I don't know. shade up again or yeah, 900 more shades i think they're shades. done uh oh. let's see 50 shades yeah. freed yeah that's the last one that's that was the last, last one and that just came out not that long ago yeah. i don't think how long ago was it um they all came out Valen, uh, Val- yeah, Valentine's Day. Fifty Shades Free, yeah, February oh. 9th this oh, year. Oh, that's not so long ago. And that's the last book, so unless she starts writing more books. If she's she smart, wrote, she will. She wrote yeah. all of them in like half an hour. Well, yeah, they're just, clearly. Yeah. Apparently they're horrible. I will tell you, honestly, guys, she was one of those people, though, and there have only been a handful of them. Or I met them in person, sat down, and, and did a radio show with them. Who, Jane Fonda? Jane Fonda, yes. <laughs> she was one of those people that she just, like Peter Falk was like that. And I, she was just has this presence about her that she's pretty, she's pretty spectacular. She's her, nuts. Her hair dye job in this movie is horrible. Is it? Well, yeah, yeah, but that's on purpose. It's really bad. It's, it's on purpose. <laughs> I mean, pe- meeting people like that. Carol Burnett was like that the first time I yeah. met her, and that was like 20 years ago. Well, plus, you don't ask them stupid questions like Megyn Kelly. Oh, God. Oh what did God. she ask? So, oh, that's yeah. right about your, what was it, the plastic yeah. surgery? Yeah. Or yeah. Oh, dear God. Why would you ask her that? <laughs> I mean, she was on television. I think she was trying to make plastic surgery less taboo. Because, oh, you know, on the West Coast, literally everyone has it. So it's like, why yeah. act like you're not all having it? Yeah. Indeed. Have you ever talked to Lily Tomlin? To Lily Tomlin's very nice. Yeah, she's I talked to her a couple nice. times, too. Yep, she's very terrific. Nice. Also crazy. Also yeah, crazy. Yeah, she's but a little I crazy. I love her. Oh, did you ever see Grandma? Oh, if you've never seen Grandma, you see the movie Grandma. Remember how great that movie yeah, was? Yeah, she was really good. She in was that. fantastic. She's in that so movie. It's good. It's not. A, it's not a pleasant oh movie. No, it's not a pleasant movie. But Doc, uh, um, um, Sam Elliott's in it. I I don't get his appeal either. Why are people so what wild about, about him? He does, he, like this, he does the character same character over and every over time. He does. And people just worship him. I don't mm-hmm. understand he's got, he's it. He's got great presence, though. He does have great presence. Eh. I would agree. He does nothing for me. I would agree. And All right. I am the one sole judge of everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you realize this? Some random facts for your Monday. The Boston Tea Party in 1773 destroyed 92,000 pounds of tea, which would be worth about $1.7 million in today's money. <laughs> Holy mm, gosh. <laughs> The CEO of the identity protection firm LifeLock once gave out a social security number and ads to prove how effective the service was. Dumb. His identity was stolen 13 times and the company was fined $12 million for false advertising. <laughs> That's what really great. Great move. Great move. move. Oh my God. The official birthplace of Kermit the Frog is Leland, Mississippi. Jim, Jim Henson used to spend time there as a child growing up. Burger King can't call itself Burger King in Australia because there's a small restaurant that already owns that trademark. So all the Australian locations are called Hungry Jack. So they're named after Pancake Mix. Yeah, that's weird. That's Isn't Hungry Jack Pancake Mix? Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. they don't have just it over there. Water. Just add water, yeah, why right? Cha- why pick that name? That's a weird choice. No egg? Interesting. You I think it's just that water. Really? Oh. Zebras have stripes to help keep them cool. Zebras graze longer than other animals, which means they're out in the sun longer. And the stripes help them regulate their body temperature. I didn't know that. How do they that. know that? That's probably BS. Are they asking like the zebras? Like how they know that dogs are colorblind? Yeah. Like how do you... Are they right. colorblind? Totally? They can't say. see red. 
How do they know that? <clears throat> well, then what's up with that the dog red... that can identify like 150 toys and different colors? Go yeah, get the red true. ball. Go Look get the blue. She... I mean, it's ball. not like red true. objects are invisible to them. Yeah, they're right. It'd be like shades. red shows up as like a gray or something. Yeah, green. How do they know that? I don't. They don't know. They don't. We'll be back with hour two, Tom Bernard show. <laughs> <laughs>